new day, new week, and hopefully a new era. We've got a new My Energy Game podcast, and it's quite a special one today. And we've got Raquel Rubio, one of our experts. Hello, Raquel. Hello, Edu. Really lovely having you here and being here. Thank you so much. So basically, today's podcast is um, basically about celebrating women. And it's My Energy Game is in support of International Women's Day. And why was it so special for you, Raquel, to talk about this today? Well, of course, it is a special because um, I'm a woman, um, but also I'm someone who has been very passionate about playing football since early age. And I wanted to share this experience with you today. And I've been very, very lucky to have worked with many female leaders in um, the corporate world. And it's um, an interesting perspective that I wanted to bring to you today. Thank you so much. I mean, obviously, this year's theme is Choose to Challenge. And in a sport specifically, is celebrating women's achievement, raising awareness against bias, and take action for equality. Now, in this podcast, we're going to mainly discuss two main subjects, challenge your inner critical voice and challenge gender biases in a sport. So Raquel, what do we mean by inner voice? Well, I guess everybody will recognize that we all have an inner voice inside our head. That is that inner chatter that we constantly have. And uh, I know at My Energy Game, you talk often about, about this. So it's not the first time that we've, we've mentioned this. But sometimes that inner voice is not really helpful. It's um, at times our worst critic. And it's that inner voice that reminds you that you're not good enough sometimes, that maybe you are making a fool of yourself, that everybody else is better than you by comparison. And, you know, that can appear in many, many circumstances. And it could be in the middle of a game, if you miss a penalty or you make a mistake, you really, really um, go into that inner chatter. And that is something that it happens to all of us. Um, and we commonly experience that when we are really seeing ourselves as not as adequate as other people. And I suppose, I mean, let's, let's address the elephant in the room. I mean, and that's why we are obviously celebrating International Women's Day today. And that's why I believe this theme of choose to challenge is a, is a lovely one. And, I, and, and in a sport, the mission to celebrate women athletes is to applaud, obviously, them, but also to achieve equal pay, sponsorship, visibility. So when we are talking about inner voice, and now when you are talking about, obviously, sometimes we are our worst critic, of course, in our industry, we are not helping women because we all have that inner voice, regardless of gender. But I suppose it can even be more critical when the industry is not equal, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So we know from psychology that our inner critic, our uh, internal voice, gets aggravated um, in, in environments where individuals are in a minority group. So in football, in sports, unfortunately, when we talk about minority group, it's not only gender uh, related, there's other minority groups, but today, of course, we're here talking about women. And um, as women, we are always comparing to the prominent group, which in this case is the male um, group. Now, 
it's not necessary as we say about gender, but it is really tough to be part of a minority group because in those, in those circumstances, those individuals can be more affected by what we call in psychology as the stereotype threat. Okay, talk us about that. What do you mean by that? So stereotype threat comes up when someone in a situation will fear doing something that would confirm a negative stereotype. So it's more likely to show up when we feel that we don't belong to a group. So imagine that you are in a, in a room with loads of men and you are the only woman. You are going to have that threat that you will do something that will confirm the bias and the, 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 the stereotype that those individuals will have in the room. So that could also happen if you are, for example, in a room where everybody is from one country and you are the only one and you're speaking a language that everybody shares and you are the only foreigner, for example, in the room. So you, are, you will be more likely to make mistakes or to behave in a certain way with the fear of basically just confirming that negative bias against your, your, your situation. So obviously, um, Raquel, educate me a little bit here. Um, and, and I love having conversations with you about this topic. And I know that obviously you are very passionate and you are an expert in obviously equality and diversity. And it's, that's one of your main, obviously, areas of work in your professional capacity. When you talk about imposter syndrome, what do you mean? What, what's this? Is this related to this showing up? Yeah, we, common, uh, we commonly experience that un unhelpful voice in the form of in imposter syndrome, which is when we believe that we don't deserve those successes and we tell ourselves that we are going to be found to be a fraud. So it's all about that inner confidence to be able to say, I do deserve to be here. I do deserve to take this place. And I do deserve to honor the success and the attention and the recognition that I'm having. And so that's what we are saying. We are having that inner voice that is telling us, you are doing this wrong again, for example, all these unhelpful thoughts. Then you are in a situation where you may be in minority. And so that gets aggravated. But that inner voice and that imposter syndrome, it happens for all of us. It's not just for um, female athletes is for all of us. But what we're saying today is that because you are in that, in that minority group, it's more likely to happen. So we just need to be aware of that and create an environment where we can support our female athletes to be in a position where they don't have that threat and they don't fear um, even more so than what they do as human beings to be in a, in a position where they are mistreated or they're not treated equally. So basically, it's obviously trying to get to a position where there is not added pressure because of gender, right? Absolutely, yes. And this is the thing. It's like above being a woman or being a man, you are an individual, you are a human being, and you happen to be an athlete. But what we are discussing today is that sometimes when we have minority groups, in this case, um, a gender minority group, then you're more likely to experience these threats by the environment. And so we just need to be aware of them so we can create a safer place where individuals don't have to worry even more so um, to, to perform. Because at the end of the day, all of this gets in the way of that athlete to be able to perform at their best because we want them to be relaxed and being able to show their 
their skills and being able to show what they're able to do without further interruptions that are not needed to be in the way. So choose to challenge, choose to challenge your inner critical voice. Why does it happen? Why is this? Why do we have that? Well, the thing is that we, we have that because at the end of the day, then we are um, fearful of making, making mistakes. And we normally, we focus more on our mistakes instead of focusing on our successes. And one of the things that we could do to turn that around really is to focus on the good things that we've done on our past successes, all the things that we have as evidence that we are able to be successful in any given situation. Obviously, in, if we go a little bit deeper, uh, we talk a little bit about neuroscience, it does say that uh, obviously the brain is always trying to keep us safe from danger. So is this what we're saying? Is that critical in a voice something that it's in there by obviously by our being, by being obviously humans, but it's how we then work through it? Yes, it is a natural thing and absolutely right. It is the, the brain is always trying to protect us and is always trying to make sure that we look good in front of the group that we have in front of us because we are wired to be social and to be accepted and to be recognized as part of the group. And we want to belong to any group that we, we are part of. So this inner inner critic voice, this this chattering, it's really there to support us. So they, you know, the brain doesn't want us to make mistakes and the brain doesn't want us to have a reason to be left behind. Now, what we need to do, of course, is definitely be much more compassionate with ourselves and much more patient in terms of what we are expecting for ourselves and knowing that whatever we do, whatever happens with our performance, we are not going to be rejected by the group and we are going to be safe. So at the end of the day, it's all about feeling safe to be ourselves and being able to focus on the task in that case, for example, whether it's a game or whether it's a training session or whether it's um, you know, a, particular, a particular task that you need to achieve on that given day. Sure. And obviously, let, let's things. I mean, everything we are saying it happens to human beings, regardless of your gender. Um, however, today we are celebrating, obviously, uh, International Women's Day. And, and there is some relevance for female athletes in, in, in this. I mean, why? Why is it so relevant, that inner critical voice for female athletes? Well, as we were saying uh, just, just a minute ago, um, it is relevant because unfortunately for female athletes, um, they are still in a minority group where, for example, the conditions are not the same or they might not be recognized in the same manner as their male counterparts. So when you are in that position, again, then it makes you already being in a, in a position where you are not equally represented as other, the other prominent group. So that's when we need to pay a little bit more attention, especially because we are celebrating the day of International Women's Day. Now, it's all about being, being um, careful that we don't go into the whole, like, you know, there's any differences between genders because there's not, this is all equal for everybody. But it's about making sure that we manage that stereotype threat, that situation where you will be perceived that uh, as a, as a non 
competent individual because of, of that situation. So, for example, in here, it will be about like, I remember when I played football when I was little, for example, the expectation would be that a woman sure. will not play football. So because there was an expectation that women will not play football, people would be more interested in me not fulfilling that expectation that a girl would not like to play football. And therefore, that would be a criticism versus me just choosing the love of a sport without having to justify whether I was a girl or I was a boy or whatever I was at that time. All I wanted to do is play my sport. But you, you enter in that situation where you have to explain why you like a particular sport because that goes against the perception of what that gender stereotype should choose as, sure. a, as, a, perf as a preferred sport. Sure. No, I hear what you say. So, so obviously, what can we do about it? Well, first of all, um, and on an individual level, as a, as a person, you need to work on that inner, inner voice because at the end of the day, the work starts with you. So it's all about being a bit more um, compassionate about, about yourself and, um, and make sure that you know, there's, there's less, less focus on your mistakes and more focus on the, um, what you're good at and your successes. So that's a lot of work that you can do. And there's been a lot of research in sports psychology where they are finding that athletes who use self-compassion rather than self-criticism are able to manage difficult emotional experiences in sports better for in relation to their personal growth, their body appreciation and the purpose in life, for example. So we know that it's all about starting with yourself with that self-compassion. But then at the end of the day, we are in an environment and these athletes are in an industry. And so we need to make sure that we do everything we can around them as well to create an environment that is really supportive of them. So, for example, increasing diversity in leadership roles in sport. So it's important to see more women taking leadership roles in the sports, in football specifically, obviously. So that is important. So, 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 sure. So I was going to say, Raquel, that is this then now going into like a, uh, tactics, right? To keep our injuries in check individually, but also as a collective, right? Correct. Yes. You need to have that environment as a collective and you need to have that support because that's what's going to really allow this these athletes to really thrive. It's not enough with the work that they will do with themselves because we need to create that safe environment that we were talking about. So this comes with sponsorships, this comes with managers, this comes with coaches, this comes with um, any leader in, in associations, for example, and that's nationally as well as internationally. And it's all about challenging, which is the topic of what we're discussing today, challenging the status sure. quo and just being able to keep pushing things forward. So we are entering in a place where, you know, we can forget about the stereotype threat and then there's no minority group. And then we all have to deal things as just normal human beings. We're never going to stop that inner chatter, but it's all about building more equity. So everybody is in the same, same place and we are all being able to have the conversation as human beings rather than on gender, which is what everybody wants to stop having. 
exactly. And, and, and the point is, I mean, that's, that's something we all have to do, whether we are men, whether we are women, whether we are athletes or not. It's like, you know, we all have that responsibility as citizens, as human beings, to challenge that bias when we witness those bias. And when, when that happens, right? Because you are saying, Raquel, that of course you have to, as an athlete, uh, because we are talking now, obviously, to athletes um, and coaches, it's very important to um, show that self-compassion. It's very important to try to uh, talk to yourself in a much more uh, compassionate, empathetic way. But of course, if the injury is not helping the cause, if you see that every time you go into the uh, football club, there is a clear um, lack of compassion, you know, to, for a better term, from others, I suppose is in a way is kind of like utopia. Or am I being negative here? Um, well, no, no, you're not being negative. I, I feel that we've made a lot of progress in many, many, many areas around um, equality, but there's much more to do. I think the one thing we need to make sure is that we recognize that we are not where we should be. And unfortunately, sometimes that's the first step is just become aware that there's still much more work to do. And then being able to call things out in a, in a respectful way. Um, so when we say challenge, challenge in a way that is also um, helpful and supportive of that challenge. So it's about how we do that. So we make also other people who make that mistake to maybe, you know, going into that bias, feel comfortable to learn that actually that is not acceptable anymore. So it's all about trying to learn together all of this, because this is not easy. You know, all of this bias comes from years and years of conditioning. And all of this is just not even conscious. There's a lot, a lot of these um, situations that we just don't even realize that we have them, right? So it's all about calling sure. it out, making sure that we are supportive of each other and making sure that we just don't accept things just because they were, they, they were like that, you know, before. And we, we keep raising that awareness and obviously for the context of today, celebrating the successes of our, our female leaders and obviously our female athletes in this case. And again, uh, we've had loads of conversations about this, Raquel. I know you're very passionate about the subject uh, and we are here at my energy game and myself very supportive about it. Um, but again, let's, let's, let's address that elephant in the room. Um, for those who are still not so educated about the subject or they still you know, uh, need to um, kind of like talk to themselves about it and try to reflect about it. You are, we are not saying here, and I think it's important to say this in, in International Women's Day, we are not saying here that um, it's about gaining things for the sake of being women or trying to break minorities so you get some extras. You, what you are saying here is that we are human beings, we are equal, we just want to be treated as such. So then we can then celebrate our own successes, earn and gain by our own strengths. Right? Well, what I'm saying actually is that in order to get to equality, we need to be aware that there is a path 
to first of all reach a bit of equity and the difference is that in, a, in an ideal world if everybody was equal and everybody was starting in the same line yes we could be saying that everybody deserves the same treatment and everybody deserves to be treated equally unfortunately the world is not an equal world so we may need to put a few things in place to bring equity, first of all, and to then make sure that we all thrive to and, and, and go towards equality. So again, here, it could be that we just need to be a bit more aware of how the situation is for some of our minorities. And again, we're talking about women, but there's other minorities out there. And when you are in a minority group, educate others. And when you are not in a minority group, also be open to learn and, and get curious, get curious and just trying to understand what is it like for the other side? What is it like? Because you may be in a minority group in one instance, but you may not be in another. For example, as a white woman, I, I have been the prominent group in many other instances when I've been, for example, living in other countries. So I have experienced what it is to be a minority group, but also what it has been a, a prominent group. So I guess in depending where you are, just always be curious about what other people are experiencing and always remember that your experience is your experience, but get curious about what experiences other people are having. And I think that way we can start understanding each other, being a little bit more empathetic with each other's situation and, and drive that equity first and then reach that um, goal of equality. And uh, yes, like you were saying, it's, we're not there yet, but I, I do believe that it's possible, but we, we still have a long way to go. Well, so we do. And, and it's been lovely chatting with you today, Raquel. Hopefully you, uh, your words have inspired both, not just women who are trying to celebrate their own achievements and trying to thrive in, in an industry which is tougher for women than it is for men right now, unfortunately, but also has inspired men to actually open up, want to talk about it, recognize what it is today and try to take action and, 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 and choose to be challenged as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. And I, I, I do think that um, a lot of men actually do want to support and we, we do need, we need, we do need engaged male who are sponsoring and supporting and, uh, and obviously women as well uh, to, to support as well. So I think, yeah, I think by aligning everybody on the same course, we can definitely find ways of making things better for everyone. Well, thank you so much, Raquel, and happy International Women's Day. Thank you very much, Edu. Lovely talking to you.